0: episode 10. We're back at it again. You guys know what it is at this point. Getting a little more comfortable with the intros. A little bit easier as the weeks go on. Um, and we're back. 10th episode. It's a milestone. We're in the double digits. Another record. Breaking record. First double digit episode. (laughs) Um, once again, no new players in the, um, mystery downloads but i will say that brussels in belgium they're turning into like this little red spot um so that's cool something to look out for so it, it might not be any new players but the players we have they are participating so much that the circle is now changing from blue to red i think that's good and if it's not we're still going to pretend like it's good so shout out to brussels um keep up the good work other red dots include uh dublin ireland I think that's it for now. So if you're not a red dot and you're a mystery downloader and you still don't want to get in touch with me, keep listening. Maybe your dot will go from blue to red. Um. But yeah, Um. another week in the books. Another seven days. And I, I, I bet a lot of you guys are wondering, Hey Dave, last episode we heard from you wasn't too great. You weren't doing too well. Are you doing better? And the easy... Uh, answer to that question is absolutely not unfortunately um, things took a a turn for the worst Um, not like anything too bad but definitely like kind of life-changing for sure Um, like I said the last week I struggled uh, with uh, you know even just making the episode finding something to talk about Uh, this week I do not have that problem I have plenty to talk about (laughs) But other problems have seemed to arisen uh, in um, this life of mine. Um, so about two weeks ago, while I was driving, um, I was like listening to some music going along. While I was driving, I just got this sense of fear. A um, very lightheaded chest was tight. I started to get this adrenaline pumping, freaking out, right? So I pulled over the car. I get out, start breathing, tell myself, what do I need? Let's get some water, and let's get some gum. Because, I don't know, uh, double mint gum, always a go-to for me, calms me down, helps me out. So, yeah. Um, Turns out, that might have been a small panic attack. I did not know this at the time. I just, you know, got over it, went on about my day. It wasn't until later in that day, when I had spoken uh, to a friend of mine, Uh, she told me that that sounded like a panic attack. Um, so I had no idea what caused it and, um, it was like an isolated incident, right? It was just a, a one-time thing. Um, but then unfortunately, uh, last Sunday, um, I was going into work. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I get to work, um, you know, I settle in, I clock in, I go to make a coffee um, put, you know, some espresso in there, some sugar, trying to get my day going, you know. So there was like two people that were working like uh with me at the time. And they were about to leave and go home. Now luckily, uh like they didn't have a car, so they wait on their Uber. So they were there for a few minutes. Within those few minutes, the exact same thing happened, man. And only this time it was way worse. Um I started to freak out, super lightheaded, felt like I couldn't catch my breath, Um, freaking out, just in pure terror, pure panic, um, having to tell customers to leave the store because I don't know if I'm going to pass out, I don't know if I'm going to black out, I don't know what's going on. Um, This went on for about uh, 45 minutes. I tried to sit down, I tried to breathe, water, gum, everything I could think of. My heart rate wouldn't settle, my brain wouldn't stop racing, um, and these feelings in my chest um, and in my arms, um, uh, just feelings I never felt before, and it turns out this was another panic attack. Um, it's been, you know, almost a week now, um, and I still uh, am recovering For sure. Um, Still really don't know how to feel about it. How to deal with it. Trying to take it like one day at a time. Um, The problem with me and like anxiety and panic attacks is that. I am like a Molotov cocktail. uh, Just waiting to explode and ignite you know. If the anxiety is you know the piece of the shirt or the cloth. That you light on fire till it gets in the bottle. Man I'm the bottle and you know the alcohol would be just all of my own personal fears and anxiety and worries and my habit to overthink and obsess over things and i get fixated and then i can't stop excuse me and then it just turns into like a a vicious cycle and it's almost like the the perfect mixture but the opposite you know um those were probably the worst feelings uh probably the worst day I've ever had um I had to call my mom to come up to my job because I I didn't know what to do and you know I don't have health insurance or anything so for me in the middle of it freaking out more thinking what if there's something else going on and I have to call an ambulance I can't afford that you know I can't afford um a ride to the hospital you know I can't afford all these things they're gonna do and all these tests they're gonna run and all this stuff just to tell me yo, you had a panic attack you know calm down or whatever you know and like I said I'm still not a hundred percent I still don't feel um, like myself um, anytime I get comfortable you know there's a voice in my head that says you know You're only like one situation away from this. And, you know, I've had some more uh, close calls um, with like, uh, you know, them being triggered um, and happening again. Uh, You know, even just tonight while I was at work, this dude was yelling at me about four dollars and change. He's screaming at me, you know, he's speaking broken English and it's three o'clock in the morning. And man, I was real close to having another one. And I've always considered myself to be fairly like... Okay with confrontation. I never shied away from it. I got bullied a lot as a kid. I fought a little bit in high school when I had this little phase, and you know I'm always one to talk my shit and I'm always one to debate. But man, this little interaction over four dollars and change like sent me to the limits where I had to just walk away and tell myself that he's just upset and there's nothing going on here. That's it. Nothing happened. He's just mad. But for some reason. You know, that almost triggered me to go into a full, you know, panic state again. Um, it's not fun for sure. And, um, you know, trying to wait till my job, you know, can sign me up for health insurance to go and talk to somebody. Because, man, like this shit's expensive and you can't just go and, you know, get shit done in one day. Like if you, if you have to talk to like a psychiatrist or a psychologist or something like that, like, man, you're going to have to make an appointment, then have like four follow-up appointments. Like it's going to take so much time for them to figure out what's wrong. And along with that time comes so much money that I don't have, and I don't have any help with it either. So, um, definitely a tight spot. Um, you know, the best things I can do right now are just, uh, keep my mind occupied and, try to stay busy but man that doesn't always work and like i said i'm neurotic to the core man i will overthink and tell myself to look something up and start reading so much shit on the internet that i convince myself of you know crazy shit and um you know it sucks sometimes when you know you go to express these things and people just kind of tell you you're in your own head and while that might be true, like, that doesn't help me sometimes, you know, just hearing that I'm overthinking, or that I'm in my own head, or, you know, that, like, just, like, just hearing that doesn't help sometimes, and I get that, it's like, if you know it, it'll help, but, like, it's like I said, it's a fucking double-edged sword, like, yeah, it might be true, but at the same time, that does nothing to help me when I'm in that situation, and, like I said, naturally, myself, I'm just yeah, I overthink and I obsess over small things there's things from my past um like from when I was a kid that I still think about like to this day like why did I do that or why did this happen and it's not something I can e- easily shake or, or or get over you know um some things they tend you know some baggage is you know just too much to let go of or it's too heavy to to get rid of or sometimes like you know if that baggage is all you have why would you let it go then you have nothing and you know sometimes that's how i feel is that if i let all this baggage go if i if i let go of these things what do i have i have nothing and to me that's scarier than you know having that baggage if that makes any sense to anybody out there but it's tough man you don't you never want to go down the the road of uh you know, obsessing over your past. And you try to, you know, you try to set your horizon further, right? You try to look out to the future. And man, it just feels like these, these demons and these, you know, these regrets and, uh, I don't know, lost time, wasted time, indecision, it feels like all these things just kind of yank you back down. I apologize for that background noise. This fucking dickhead in my neighborhood's got this fucking piece of shit, fucking weed eater bike that he fucking rides around. It's annoying. It's so fucking loud. I can hear it with the windows closed, and I'm in the back of my house. Small outburst. I apologize. Um, but yeah, like I said, you, it's it's tough to, you know, for some people they call it nostalgia when they look back at you know their earlier times in life or. I don't know, their mistakes or the path that led them to where they are. For me, man, it's more like just self-loathing and self-hatred in retrospect. It's just, instead of being upset about what I did today or what I didn't do today or being mad at myself about today, if there's nothing to do that, well, it's like, let's dig into the fucking memory bank and we'll find something to make myself feel bad about or I'll find something to be upset about. And it's a problem, you know? And... You know, with these panic attacks happening and, you know, almost happening again, you know, they really put a lot of things into perspective of, of, you know, maybe there is a lot of stuff that I kind of ignored for a long time and, you know, it's clawing its way to the surface, you know, it's, it's had enough of hiding and, you know. It's like, all right, I was you know, I was playing along with you for a while, but you know now it's my turn. You know, it. It's almost like, it's almost like my brain or my my soul, my subconscious, whatever you want to call it. It almost seems like when things go good for me, there's like a fail. There's like a fail switch. It's like nah, nah. Give him something to be upset. Give him something to deal with. He can't be happy. He can't be content. And you know, that's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I think a lot of people deal with it. And, you know, I've never dealt with uh, this form of anxiety or, uh, you know, panic disorder or anything like that to this level in my life. I've dealt with depression extensively. Um, I feel like I've overcome uh, bouts of depression, I've overcome an existential crisis, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of mental health issues, uh, and I feel like I've won, um, this one, however, is just a whole different beast, and it's intimidating, and it's scary, and, um, I guess the worst part about it is, you know, depression is real, you can track it, you can trace it, you can, can monitor it but this this panic and this anxiety it's 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 fictional it's a myth it's it's transcendent of you know space and time and reality it, it is its own dimension and i think that's the scariest part is it's like the twilight zone when you wander in you know you're there but man is it hard to get back you know and you and if not you wait till the wait till the end of the episode and you roll the credits you know and that's not fun you know um you know, along with that, um, and these things happening, um, you know, it, I would say there is some good out of it. Um, you know, after this anxiety and these panic attacks, I, you know, uh, quit all substances. Um, you know, anything I was doing beforehand, I do not do anymore. Uh, that means no nicotine, nothing, no alcohol, no weed, nothing, you know, stone cold sober. And, um, you know, that's been tough for sure. um, I didn't go the road, uh, the road of, like, uh, nicotine replacement therapy, I didn't do any patches or, um, you know, gum, lozenges, none of that shit, I just kinda threw it all in the garbage, and we're on day five, day six, somewhere, not a month, month is what I'm trying to get to, cause they, <laughs> everything I read says after a month, you'd be somewhat normal, and I'm far from normal, um, but, you know, nobody knows what normal is anyway, right? It's just, I don't feel the way I should feel. You know, I'll say that. But, like I said, along with that, at least, you know, something came out of it as far as, you know, new experiences and, um, you know, something to share and uh, hopefully something for, you know, the listeners and everybody here to relate to. If you deal with anxiety or panic attacks or a panic disorder, or depression, you know, any of those things. Um, I guess this episode will be, you know, uh, hopefully uh, not a. I don't want it to trigger anything, obviously, but I hope it, you know, brings you some comfort or, you know, in my case, um, I don't know, to hear back from people who deal with this would, you know, I guess make me feel like I'm not so crazy or, you know, this can happen to anybody or, you know, Maybe it's not my fault it happened. You know, I don't know. There's a million things that run through my mind, especially after Sunday. Like, this, these past five days since, you know, I had to leave work and call my mom in the middle of the night, like, it has just been a blur. It's been, like, a whole new life, you know? Like, it doesn't seem like anything before that. It's not like I can't remember anything. It's just, like feel disconnected now i feel i don't know like i stepped into a different dimension like i said earlier like it's it's its own beast it's its own little world and it's not a fun one it's a scary world it sucks it's fucking awful but you know the only real thing we can do in this life is try to move forward and try to address uh the problems try to mitigate what causes discomfort and things like that but I think we'll make it through um if it does get worse and it does get to the point where I can't fix it or I can't wait until I can get you know proper health insurance and and help and uh things like that like, you know I guess we'll just have to suck it up and and fucking go in and be more in fucking debt and get more medical bills and you know I think it's I think it's a real shame that it's so fucking expensive to get help for things like this, you know? And, you know, half the time, I think there's a stigma of, like, if you go in there and, you know, you're only looking for medication or something, you know? And to where me is, like, the opposite. like, I, I hope I don't need medication, but, you know... I, I could see myself if if things get worse to a certain point of being like, I'll do anything, you know, but as of right now, we're going to try exercise. We're going to try to stay sober and not deal with any, uh, you know, substances we don't need in our body and, you know, maybe eat some more vegetables. <laughs> Who knows, man, but definitely going to try to do everything I can first. Um, every time I do, you know, every time I'm able to curb one, when I feel it coming on, you know, I feel like I gain a little bit of strength, I get a little proud, but it also adds to the fear of, like, what, what the fuck, like, it can happen that fast, or that, like, that's what did it, and, you know, that's not fun for somebody like me, who, you know, tends to obsess, um, things like that, um, but, um, I will say, um, I'm very thankful that I started this podcast when I did, um, because i was uh kind of relieved to know that if i could get to thursday um actually it's friday morning i'm recording this uh on time but a little late i usually record the night before but i picked up an extra shift at work so it's like uh seven in the morning on friday actually so anybody listening on friday what's up it's the first time i've you know ever planned to actually do this on the same day and drop it so that's uh you know another record for the podcast. Chalk it up on the board whoever's keeping count. <laughs> but um yeah, you know I've uh I was real glad to know that if anything um on uh, you know whenever I was done uh, at work, I if I could make it, I could sit down for however long I needed to and just, you know, talk about this at my own pace. Um and just kind of let it out, you know, but like I said, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, It's something I'll definitely have to, you know, keep everybody updated on and hopefully, you know, hopefully it won't interfere with this to the point where, you know, every week is just me talking about, you know, my bad experiences I had. Hopefully this gets back to the point where, you know, I'm, super jazzed up about Netflix fucking up another anime or fucking complaining about my job or something, you know? Um, but yeah, um, like I said, I wish I could, I wish I could say that compared to last week, we are, you know, way in a better spot or a better place. Um, but unfortunately that's, that's not the case. And that's sometimes the way life goes. Um, you get your ass whooped, and then you get kicked while you're down, you know, and then after that, somebody might throw some fucking sand in your face, so, just gotta fucking, those are the breaks, you know, you gotta roll with the punches, it's like Ray Liotta said in Goodfellas, you know, everybody takes a beating sometimes, you know, can't be afraid of it, you can't, can't run from it, sometimes you just gotta take your fucking licks, and you know, get your ass whooped, and reassess, you know, so, that's where we are, but, I didn't want this whole episode uh to be sad um <laughs> or you know another long drawn out personal anecdote about mental health. Um there's plenty of that online and also I can't I can't afford m- personally to be uh you know in my own sorrows and pitying myself on my own podcast. That's not what everybody's here for. Um, but That's my update. That's one of my serious topics as I wrote down in my notes. Um, But after that, um, I did have a story. And I've been saving this story for a little while. It happened uh, a few weeks ago. I just haven't had a a chance to to talk about it. Or maybe I did talk about it. Man, that's going to be real embarrassing. I think I already talked about it, so I'm just going to skip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was watching home alone, uh, today before I went to work and I watched number one and number two, just happened to catch both of them I was, you know, making food with my mom. And then we put them on while we were eating. So, um, just want to point out the, the mom in home alone, a terrible parent, like not only for the fact that she forgets her son, well, she only forgets her son once, but Technically, like, they didn't keep an eye on him the second time. So, it's like, uh, so besides that being the only reason she's not a good parent, dude, in the first movie, right, she knows that her son, Kevin, only eats cheese pizza. Doesn't eat anything else, right? They order $122 worth of pizza in 1990. Do you know how much that is? Do you know how expensive that is? You know how much $120 worth of pizza in 2021 is? It's a lot of pizza. So super confused on how expensive this pizza is. And if you're going to buy that much, why not buy a couple cheese pizzas? Why not buy just two? Make sure that, you you know, your picky son's got something to eat. No, she doesn't do that. What she does is she orders one cheese pizza and she sets none of it aside for the picky kid. Then everyone eats it, including Buzz, the giant dickhead of the family eats all this pizza on purpose and then because kevin pushed him there's a chain domino reaction he gets blamed for his dad spill his dad drops a two liter on the fucking kitchen table nobody talks about that really all he did was push his fat brother and his fat brother spilled milk all over their passports and that's not really his fault i mean they fucking you know he deserved it in the second movie Buzz literally ridicules Macaulay Colkin in front of everybody at this like choir show during his solo and then because he pushes his older brother for being a giant monumental douchebag on Christmas, it's his fault again. It's not Buzz's fault for humiliating and tormenting his youngest brother again. And let's mind you, in the second movie, right? What like I thought they were all cool, right? I thought after the first movie, maybe everybody would learn some appreciation from my boy Kevin McAllister. Maybe people would, you know, understand that he's a little rough around the edges, but he's a good guy. You know, he takes care of the house, stops robbers, super fucking smart. Goddamn MacGyver over here throwing down paint buckets and got fucking Legos everywhere. All kinds of shit, bro. Excuse me. Which brings me to my next point. His family is shallow as fuck. In two movies, right? (laughs) This kid gets lost, almost gets murdered by, you know, uh, uh, home invaders, and all his family can say is, like, way to go, Kevin, you fucked up the choir recital. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, nobody's gonna talk about the fact that this kid, like, put terrible bandits uh, in jail and, you know, basically solved a crime for the police of all these houses that had been robbed and left the water running on. Nothing. Just next movie, still, we hate you, Kevin. You're terrible because you uh, stood up for yourself because your older brother was publicly humiliating you like a giant tool bag. How dare you, Kevin? Never stand up for yourself. You should have let him ridicule you. And, you know, you should have thought it was funny. So, yeah, man. Kevin is the only character in these movies to ever learn a lesson. Like... In the first movie, he learns that that guy's not a serial killer and he actually inspires that old man. This young man, this young eight-year-old kid inspires a grown man to call his own son that had an argument that hadn't spoke to him so he can meet his grandkids and have a great Christmas. That's fucking beautiful on top of the fact that he's stopping crime and solving, you know, multiple home invasion cases. The the Chicago PD couldn't even do it. Eight-year-old did it. Boom. Two birds, uh, one paint can. Mm-hmm made that up on the spot and then in the second one, you know, he's judging the the pigeon lady and You know, then they become really good friends. The turtle dove scene makes me tear up a little bit I always want to have a turtle dove and have another one and then give that other turtle dove to somebody special And then boom now we both got turtle doves and once a year We put them up on our tree and we go hey Fucking good good buddy of mine. gave me that give me that turtle dove right there uh, who was she? Um, this crazy old homeless lady in the middle of grand, uh, what's that called? <laughs> Shit. Fuck. I'm not from New York. What's it called? Central Park. Central Park. Yeah. This old homeless lady who feeds, uh, hundreds of dirty, uh, disease carrying pigeons in the middle of, uh, Central Park in New York city. Yeah. She gave it to me cause I stole it. Uh, well he didn't steal it. The old man gave it to him, but yeah, dude, basically like. Kevin learns, like Kevin is kind of a piece of shit, but he's also a kid, so you have to like, yeah, you know, you have to kind of push that aside. But at least Kevin has a character arc where he learns something in each movie, and he has like an appreciation, and you know, there's a lesson. Dude, his family in both movies just don't learn anything, and they're just monumental pieces of shit. Like it blows my mind when I watch these movies when I'm like 24 compared to when I was a kid, where it's like, man. His family is awful. Like, Kevin is the only good person in that entire family. Like, if all the McAllisters grow up, Kevin's the only one that's not gonna be, like, a a, a rich asshole, you know? He's gonna be... I don't know. What would Kevin McAllister do? I don't know, dude. Who knows? But he's gonna be better than his fucking fat brother, Buzz, who's a dickhead. Um, (laughs) but yeah, man. Um, I also watched, like, Spy Kids, uh the other night like all three of them at work the other night just like in the background while I was doing stuff and man like <laughs> those movies suck so bad when you're uh like an adult like there's some funny moments but like man are they just really bad and like predictable and very fast paced and it's funny when you like watch something that you used to love as a kid and I still love them I think they're great movies um uh, my boy Machete's in there F- fucking <laughs> goat yeah dude Machete Elastic Wonder. It's not a rubber band. It's a Machete Elastic Wonder. Um, but yeah, man, I watched uh, Osmosis Jones. That's another great uh, movie from my childhood that is on Netflix. Um, it's a movie with Bill Murray, and then the movie takes place inside of Bill Murray. It's like two movies in one. If you've never seen Osmosis Jones, go check it out. It's only on Netflix, I think, till the end of the year maybe i could be wrong but i think it's only there till the end of the year but man it's like two movies in one you get a bill murray uh daughter like father daughter bill murray story and then you get a cartoon movie inside of bill murray it's 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 a great experience if you've never watched it go watch it it's one of my all-time favorites chris rock uh Lawrence fishburne all kinds of good people in there bro great movie and uh yeah man uh working this job at night's been pretty cool um besides the panic attacks (laughs) but um i get to catch up on a lot of like uh movies and shows i don't like just sit down and watch them but you know i play them in the background i have my airpods in and as long as i get my work done they really don't care um on top of that i started watching dimension 20 um dimension 20 is a youtube channel but it's dungeons and dragons um super nerdy um i've never played dungeons and dragons Uh, or, like, any tabletop RPGs or anything like that. Um, But it's super cool and entertaining, uh, especially if you just need, like, something mindless uh, to really listen to. You don't really have to do anything. You just got to listen, and there's funny stuff and interactions. And, you know, it's also real cool to see people, like, take on characters and, you know, create these, you know, stories and uh, interact with everybody. And it's fun. And, you know, it, it is cool that um the job i'm at i do have like an avenue to distract myself so i am not just you know driving myself crazy all night every single night i go in uh it's almost like when i go to work i have to work but at the same time it's like a complete distraction if i'm not distracted by what i'm watching i'm distracted by what i'm working on so it's pretty dope um but yeah um these episodes are uh obviously a little shorter uh compared to you know some of the other ones I make, but you know, uh, each one of these episodes is like a snowflake. They're never going to be the same. Um, I'll try to have a format or, you know, a general, uh, layout, uh, you know, structure for the show, but that doesn't always mean, uh, you know, I'm gonna be able to stretch this to an hour each time. Um, but like I said, the last time I will do this every week, I will be consistent and authentic in everything that I do. Uh, so, um, like I said, uh, Hoping to brighten it up a little bit at the end for you. So it's not just a super depressing, sad episode. But at the same time, um, like I said, a lot of distractions this week instead of, um, I guess, like researching or uh, preparation. It was more of uh, relaxing, minimizing my stress, trying to recover, uh, dealing with, you know... uh, going sober and dealing with like withdrawal symptoms from nicotine you know i've been i've been either smoking cigarettes or black and milds or vaping like shit since i was like 14 or 15 so that's like damn near a decade so you know it is tough to quit i encourage anybody else out there um if you really feel like you don't need it just throw that shit away bro um if you can go cold turkey uh, i think that's the best way to do it because uh It's nothing against uh, nicotine pouches or gums or lozenges. I just feel like uh, if you do that, you run the risk of like trading an addiction. You're just trading the cigarettes or the vape for uh, the gum or the patch or whatever. But that's just me. This is not uh, a lecture or anything. I would just encourage anybody who's my age, anybody who's younger than me, um, you know, you don't need it. Put that shit down. It's not worth it. It's a waste of money, it's a waste of time. And, uh, yeah, that's just my two cents on it. Um, This week's weekly recommendation, I did not forget this time. This is not a second thought this time. This is not me, you know, trying to be like, oh, I didn't forget. I did not forget this week. But this week's uh, weekly recommendation is a little bit different. Uh, Usually, it's a person or a book, a show, a movie, a game. This time, it's an action. It's like something you would do. It's something a lot of people don't do. It's something I never do and I struggle with my entire life. This week's weekly recommendation, uh, due to what I went through and what I'm currently going through with my brain and my chemicals and my, you know, perception on reality and my consciousness, um, this week's weekly, re- uh, weekly recommendation is to ask for help. Um, I am the worst at this, um, my entire life, I, uh, you know, I was kind of alone growing up. Um, all my brothers and my sister were way older than me. Um, by the time I got into middle school, my brother uh, was already in college. And by the time I got into high school, my brother was out of college. So for a long time, it was just me and, you know, my mom and my stepdad. But I was like a latchkey kid and I grew up by myself. Um, and when I was listening to Theo Vaughn the other day talk about why he got sober, um, one of the things he said uh, why he would do like drugs and cocaine and stuff is that he could do it by himself and know that he was okay. He didn't have to be around anybody. And one thing he said that really like hit a core of me was I, no matter where I was or what I was doing, a part of me always wanted to be alone because that's the only way I know how to be. The only way I know how to be okay is by being absolutely alone by myself. Then I know I'm okay. I don't have to worry about somebody liking me. I don't have to worry about somebody having a problem with me. Um, And that's something I, you know, I kind of became uh, adapted to being alone when I lived in Chicago and my, you know, my brother moved and I had no family there and I was just living by myself, kind of adapted to it and with that it becomes very hard to ask for help because you're so in your own head Uh, i'm a lone wolf i don't need nobody you know feeling like sasuke you know like i don't need the village i don't need a clan i don't need nobody i'll do this by myself right and you know obviously what sasuke learns at the end of naruto spoiler fucking 20 years old uh (laughs) Uh, you know sasuke eventually learns that naruto is his best friend he needs friends you can't go through life alone and you can't always deal with everything by yourself no matter if you're good uh, or bad um, with being alone sometimes you need help and sometimes asking for help is the hardest thing to do and it feels unnatural and uh, you feel bad for doing it you don't like you know you feel less than you feel like you weren't good enough you're not strong enough you're not this you're not that But asking for help, reaching out, um, anything along those lines um, is definitely better than trying to deal with it by yourself. I can say that with 100% confidence um, and with tons of experience that um, swallowing your pride is always better than being prideful. Um, There's tons of times in my life that I've sabotaged myself myself. Um, my prospects, my standings with people, over pride, over um, just pure stubbornness and not wanting to let anybody know I'm vulnerable or that I need help or that I'm in a a, a state of weakness or um, that things aren't going my way and I can't handle it myself and you know i'm i'm twenty four I'm almost you know in six months I'll be twenty five and um I still struggle with asking for help. It took you know, almost an hour in a panic attack for me to call my own mother because i don't know i thought i could do it you know and that's been a big wake-up call for me that you know regardless of how you feel or how it makes you feel to do it um you gotta ask for help you know you can't the the human condition will not allow you to live completely alone we're not wolves we're not sharks humans aren't like that humans need a tribe you need a support system you need something you need connection so um you know that's my that's my advice that's my weekly recommendation if you're going through something if you're having a bad day if you're you're dealing with something or if you've been dealing with something and you've been afraid just try to find somebody a person there's uh tons of numbers online that you can call i don't know them um I've, I've never really I've done it a couple times in my life I'm not really a fan of it Sometimes you get a real fucking Piece of shit person On the end of that phone That doesn't really know What they're doing Um And they're not there For the right reasons But um You know This is the day and age Where you have a fucking supercomputer in your pocket At all times Um If you have any sort of friends And they're your real friend If you ring them No matter what time They might be a little upset But they You know If they're your real friend They'll get back to you Or they'll try to help you out And um you know, if you if you don't have a friend or you don't have somebody, um, hit me up. Uh, you can hit up my Gmail. Uh, just last week podcast. If you don't want anything to do with the podcast and you just say, hey, I listened to you. I heard you. I'm having a bad time. I don't want anybody to know about this. Um, hit me up. I'll respond. I'll talk to you the best I can. Um, I'm not a professional. I'm just a friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if not. Like I said, there's numbers out there. There's people you can talk to. Um, But yeah, so um, everybody out there, I hope you're doing well. Like I said last time, seasonal depression is a real thing. Check on your friends. Check on your family. Check on yourself, uh, most importantly. And uh, yeah, guys, um, kind of a weird fucking episode to do plugs. But make sure you follow uh, the podcast on Spotify. We're uh, closing in on like 20 20 subscribers or 20 listeners followers i don't know what it is on spotify there's like three different ones but you know um the podcast is definitely growing uh i don't really look at the numbers that much but um i appreciate everyone who listens consistently everyone who comes back everybody with notifications on but yeah uh make sure you like a uh, like and follow um if you don't like it tell me it sucks <laughs> um if you think it's good uh and uh this was interesting or you think the podcast is. Uh, a cool thing and you want to get more people a part of it you know share it um make sure you guys follow the youtube if you're not on spotify um the episodes are a little bit messed up on there but i promise i'm gonna get them fixed up today and everything will be up to date on youtube um like i said if you know me hit me up on snapchat facebook um anything like that, text my cell phone. If you don't know me, if you're a mystery downloader, if you're somebody from overseas or somebody who doesn't want me to know who you are, hit me up, uh, the Gmail just last week podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, guys, uh, be safe and, uh, we'll see you next week.